So on your seat or near your seat, you have a little pad of paper. It's a little snowman with a verse on the bottom that says, all things are possible. I'm living proof of that because I have voiced the words I never want to preach. So I won't. I'll just share. <laughs> but you'll have a pen and a piece of paper. And we're going to use these in a minute because I like fun and things that are interactive. So thanks, Paula, for that prayer. And God, I just invite you to even be bigger here. We prayed earlier that we would see you and feel you and smell you and touch you and know you in our minds and hearts. And that's my prayer. So I love this time of year. You know, I just do. I'm like a total like Christmas girl. And there's something that shifts for, for me like right around Thanksgiving, like right around that time. And I describe this as feeling like something kind of like a surprise is just around the corner. You know, science tells us that our cells actually have a memory. And the Bible refers to things passed down to us from generations in our DNA. And so the sights and the sounds and the smells and the experiences of the holidays, they always trigger a lot of emotion and memory for me. But there's something even more fundamental for me this time of year because this is the month I was born into the world. December 7th was the start of my identity. Well, at least in my soul and my body. I think my spirit got a head start, but that's a talk for another time. Tom can do that one. I was born into a small group, a family. At the time, it was just my mom and my dad. I'm actually the oldest of six, so I was the first to come on the scene. And my mom told me that she didn't name me until I was born. She didn't want to give me a name or even think about a lot of names. She knew that when she saw me, she would know what to name me. And so it's not like all that profound because she said, well, you had kind of sandy-colored hair, so I thought Sandy would be a nice name. Yeah. But my full name is Sandra Carroll. And Sandra means helper of mankind, and Carol means joyful song. And so I believe her choice in naming me these names set the course for my identity. My family has had a really profound effect on me. In fact, the early messages that I received as a child, I've carried through, me, through my whole life. Things like, you're beautiful and you're smart. And also things like, my parents felt really unworthy and undeserving. And so I've carried some of that, too. And so the other people, the other authorities and influences are in my life have molded how I've felt about myself, the value that I've put on who I am. And others that have had influence in my life mirrored my, my ideas around success and work and life and people and society and even God. But as I've grown, I've chosen to really work on myself, and I thank God for that. And I've come to know about God and his nature. And I've learned to know what God says about me. And so I've been able to look at those belief systems that have both helped me at times and hindered me in my own identity and destiny. 20 years ago, I went through a divorce. I loved my work in ministry. 
And when my husband and I divorced, it meant I got divorced from all of that too. I had spent all those years finding so much of my identity in the ministry I did and in the reflection of the people I worked with and lived with. And suddenly, I didn't know who I was anymore. It was a terrible, lonely, really terrifying time, but it was also a really exhilarating, exciting time of discovery in the goodness of God. On a bone-chilling, rainy night, as rain poured down upon the windshield of my car and the tears poured down on the cheeks of my face, I cried out to God and I said, Who am I anymore? You are mine. He gently reminded me. And in that black night, alone with just him, I knew I was finally seeing the real me. I was going to get to see the real me. My true identity was just being spoken over me at that time by the God of everything. He spoke in silent pictures, showing me all the times I tried to please him by performing. I saw that none of that just mattered to him in the way that I thought it did. But his love pierced my heart, showing me all that he ever wanted was just to call me my beloved one. So I saw his goodness to me when he showed me who I am. You and I are his. You and I are his. Knowing that we're his children is really fundamental, I think, to the healthiest and truest identity. And yet there are differences in who we are, right? Like snowflakes are cold and icy and full of water, but if you look at them under a microscope, they're all very unique. So even though they have similarities, they also have these differences. And since that night in my car, God has continued to show me who I am, and he lovingly also tells me when I am behaving not like myself. He speaks to me through others who reflect his nature in me. And he reminds me regularly of my value because I forget. Tonight, I want to remind you who you are. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to become a godlike mirror to someone else in the room. You all receive that piece of paper and a pen. And in a minute, each of you are going to have a minute or so to answer this, I'll say a minute, to answer this question. What will you leave behind in 2019? What part of that, even part of you, is done? And what part of you will you take forward in 2020? The year of perfect vision, right? <laughs> the, the year of seeing more clearly. As the listener, I invite you to listen to the descriptive identity or the value words, the identity words that you hear in the answer of the person speaking. And so on your paper, I'm going to encourage you to write down what you hear or even sense God telling you about that person. And you can do it with a person you know well, or you can find someone else in the room that you don't know well. Because I really prayed and spoke to God a long time about making sure he would agree to show up and give you some things, great things to say about one another, and I believe he will. I recently did this with my women's group. And one woman said, I'm leaving behind chaos, and I'm taking forward peace, the encompassing peace of God, the shalom peace of God. 
afterwards we went around and just saying those two words, the others in the group described her as courageous, relentless, beautiful, and compassionate. She was in tears. So I want you to trust the voice of God in you tonight when you answer the question and when you listen. So everybody just stand up, okay, and either turn to someone you're next to or go find someone you don't know. So go do that first. Go find a partner. Okay. Janet. Janet, go ahead. There can be three. Okay. All right. And then choose someone who's going to be first. Somebody volunteer, say, I'll be first, or somebody say, you be first. Okay. Have you got your partner? I got my timer. Okay, and so the first person to speak, the question you're going to answer, if you're the speaker, is here's what I'm going to leave behind in 2019, and here's what I'm going to take forward in 2020. And you listeners, you're not going to say anything. You're going to write down the things that you hear about this person's identity. Okay? And I'm going to say, go. and then switch. You can do it in a minute if you just use, here's what I'm leaving behind, here's what I'm taking forward without lots of explanation.
Yeah, I'm going to give you another minute because we've got a group of three. So if you want to elaborate a little bit, you can do that. your words and then you're going to write down what you heard. You need to write your, well, you're doing your words as you listen, so if you didn't do it as you listen, go ahead and write them down now. Okay, so write what you heard about that person. everybody have some words? Awesome. Okay, we're going to use those in just a minute. Caleb, thanks for the background music. So what did you guys experience? Were there some things that came out that you're like, yeah, that's true about me? Were there some surprises? Anybody want to volunteer? Well, I, I uh, had a sense of learning about this topic as much as we began to share share some things in our hearts that we just hadn't talked about before. And it was really good. And you guys know each other yeah. well, mm -hmm. right? So that one question yeah. allowed you to go That's deeper. Right. Thank yeah. you. Were there any surprises? Are we going to share our words with each other? Um, well, they were just dead in writing. Yes. So, yeah, so go ahead and do that. Yeah, go ahead and share your words. So, yeah, go ahead and flip your papers and share your words. Thank you. Thanks, Paula. Helping me be successful.
Okay, look at me if you've had a chance to share a couple words with each other. Have, has everybody had a chance to share a couple words with each other? So now let me ask you, were there any surprises? Paul, were you surprised? Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm going to have you stand up a minute. Do you have his card or yours? Yeah, I have his card. All right, get yours. Or you tell, you tell us what you wrote about Paula. Steve. No. Say what you, the impression you got when you listened to her answer right. that question. So was that surprising for you? I don't know. How does it how does it feel? I to love how it feels. Okay, and you got kind of choked up about that. What's that about? I don't know. I just get choked up sometimes. I love it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit does that, right? And how about if you read well, yeah, I Steve's? Love, I love reading mine. Um, so I'm trying to. I need a tissue for my eyelashes. <laughs> we'll get you um, a tissue. I just I just said that I saw that this was a, a new a year of new horizon. There was going to be a break. There was going to be breakthrough and courage. That he's tender. He's going to experience intimacy. That he's in intelligent and he's going to he's going to um, exude gentleness. But the the two things I really got were good was that he was going to have a courage like Joshua has a courage, mm -hmm. which was to take new land and not be tired, but to take new land like the promised land. And Moses, thank you. Moses, I, I saw breakthrough in the way that Moses had breakthrough, which was he didn't have it all at once. Like, he didn't have it from birth. He had to, like, grow into his breakthrough. And then he was a great leader and remembered by all the people for his, he was a friend of God. So I really got a Joshua and a Moses thing going on with him. All that from just what are you going to leave behind and what are you going to take forward? Yeah. Thank you, guys. How about two other people? How about you guys? Will you share? Nice and loud so everybody can hear you. This is Aaron. And, uh, nobody leaves. Yeah, we're locking you in. Okay, thank you. Aaron's, Aaron, can I share what you're going to leave? Aaron's going to leave a poverty mindset. And uh, he's, he's taking forward hope. And as he spoke, How's that feel, Aaron? So, um, your prompt is going to leave behind basically, uh, I'm going to hold on just a little bit, basically a season of, a season of failure. Right? Is that a good way of putting that? Uh, disappointment. Yeah. Um, what I was getting for him was the word abundance, just touching every area of his life. And 
phrase, nothing is lost. Mm. Use that going I'm going to do a happy dance about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both. So we can't get too much of this, right? Anybody get too much encouragement in your life? Like you're just so full up, you don't need any more, right? Never, right? So here we are, identifying aspects of each of our unique identities, things that are unique, just one question. And I love that I'm in the midst of learning about your identities, and I love that together, our individual attributes create a community destiny. So the Bible calls us a body. Nothing new, right? In Romans 12, 5, in the Passion Translation, it says, and so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. That means we're all vitally joined together to one another with each contributing to others. We are a body. We were made by God to be connected to contribute to the others mingled into one body. I love those words, mingled, vitally joined. In the book Rare Leadership, how many of you have any of you ever read that? By Jim Wilder and Marcus Warner, the authors write about uncommon habits for sustainable transformation. Psychologists and theologians once believed that the way we change was by presenting a powerful truth giving us new, better choices to make, and creating an impacting experience. Except that's not how sustainable transformation is created. It might be catalytic, like it might force us to look at something and say, wow, I should change, but it really doesn't contain, uh, it really doesn't uh, create change itself. Further in their research, they found, and James Wilder is a neurotheologian, so he studies spirituality and brain function, brain science, it was discovered that there are three things to sustainable transformation. The first is identity, knowing who I am. The second is having a place in community to actually live it out with others. And third, to go even deeper with one or two. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. So according to Warner and Wilder, the truth about actual change happens only this way, in identity, community, and relationship. So when I'm acting like who I really am, I'm in an authentic manner, in a safe community of people, with a commitment to go deeper, this leads to increased trust, to more joy, and deeper engagement with God and other people. I want that, do you? Yes. I want that, right? Increased trust, more joy, and deeper engagement. So, who are we together? So we talked about who are we individually, but who are we together? So we're gonna do something fun. Take out your papers, and I need my armor bearers to come up, because we have a little visual for you. So, I chose my beautiful peacock ribbon, and so Chris, if you would come over here, because I love the whole um, transformation colors in the peacock feathers, okay? And so what we're going to do in a minute, Paul, I'm going to have you come up here. And everybody, um, pass your papers to the person on this side, and then bring them up to Paula. So bring all the papers up. Yeah, all the papers up. Okay? All right. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to find out right now who are we together. Who are we as a community? What's our identity as a group of people? So the next time that you invite somebody and, and they're like, well, who are these people? You're going to know. You're going to know some things, all right? So Paula, you're going to read them, and then Bob and Janet are going to take some paper clips, and we're going to clip them onto this ribbon. We're going to create a little uh, I ribbon full of identity. Okay? So Paula, um, we're, let's get this other microphone for you. Okay. And uh, is it on or not? You know how to turn it on, right? Okay. Hello. Oh, there I am. So okay. you don't have to read what they're leaving behind and take right. it forward. Just right. read the identity and value words. Defender, seek the truth. Is that right? Help me out here. Um, Gentleness and caring. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So let's, you're going to take this, Bob, and you're going to stick it right sure. on the ribbon. Awesome. Who, do we, who, who are we next, Paula? Confident, relational, integrity, stronger, confident, elegant, beautiful. Oh, this is one. Courage, deep connection, a deep well, and God trusts him. Step forward and believe God's thoughts about the matter. Who's this? Yes, is that right? So another word for that might be trust. Okay. Right? We're going to trust. Okay. War oh, this is me. Warrior princess. You will, you will hear how to go to him say go to the right or go to the left. You're not complacent. I love that. So oh, not complacent not, oh. and here. You're, mm -hmm. you're able to hear. Mm -hmm. Like you have mm -hmm. a value mm -hmm. around being able to listen to mm -hmm. God. This is courage, tenderness, intimacy, breakthrough, intelligence, gentleness. Abundance, nothing is lost. More trust, stronger intent, integrity, Endure, is that right? Confidence, what's that? Authentic. Authentic, is that right? Thank you, darling. Creativity, entertaining, new relationships. I think that's all. Oh, a couple. Oh, yeah, those weren't down there, too. This is about <clears throat> courage and hope and belief in God's word.
believing what God says about him. Mm-hmm. Believing God. I think that's all. So this is a really powerful, these are powerful words of identity. How do you feel about yourselves? Yeah, jump up and down. So Paula, this is my gift to you so that you can be reminded of who we are as a community of people. And we can ask ourselves, how is it like us to act if this is who we are? Right? How is it like us to now behave? Because this is the truth of what God says about us. I like that a lot of the um, words were courage. I mean, I, you saw that thread through a lot of stuff. And even gentleness was kind of a word that was over and over, right? Mm-hmm. In believing God. Believing God. I thought that was cool. Wow. Thank you for your participation. And guys, you can just take and lay that in the back, and I'll stick this over here. Thank you. Give yourselves a hand. So, <laughs> so the words that Paula read is a picture of our community. And every time we add to it, you know, you could do this every so often and add to that as the community grows. They describe the many faces of God also because we're made in his image. So those words reveal more about who he is as we we reflect who he is to one another. When we're free to be who we are created to be in a safe space called authentic community, we give other people permission and freedom to be who they are. I recently went to work for a new organization called the Crankset Group, and I became a facilitator and coach, or I've become a facilitator and coach of these communities called Three to Five Clubs, and I, so I build communities of business owners that um, make money and have more time off and significant, but also practice being human together. This is not a Christian organization, even though the founders of the company are believers. So there's a mix of people. At our last leadership meeting, Chuck, who's the founder, said, okay, it's time to be human. We always start our meeting with mission, vision, values, and being human. And one by one, each member went around and talked about what was really going on behind the smiles and the tasks of their work. One leader was losing a beloved animal. Another cried at having to put his parent in a home for those suffering with Alzheimer's. And yet another talked about her sadness around issues with her family. It was my turn. I'm the new kid on the block, so do I play it safe or do I venture into vulnerability? It was a defining moment in whether or not I would reveal an authentic part of what was going on with me. So I decided I was going to act just like me. And I shared with them about my deep, deep sadness in what was happening in the lives of my children. And I told them about an issue Tom and I are dealing with with business. I cried, they cried, and then one by one they decided to brainstorm on ways they could support me and my family. Right there and then. They stopped the meeting and said, this is more important. I cried some more. I felt seen, I felt loved for being me in community. Last night this new company financially invested in Tom and I. Been on the job a month. 
And today I got a phone call from another facilitator asking me to take on some additional business, which means additional income for my family. I was introduced to two new prospective coaching clients, and one of our clients from Italy reached out to me and thanked me personally for helping him. This is living and working in identity and community. This is what it looks like when individuals bring their identities and gifts to work as the body, and these people aren't even believers. And I experience transformation and the goodness of God. So I believe we're here tonight because we want something more. I believe you come every Saturday night because you want to experience the presence of God and you want something more. Because I believe our spirits cry out to be ourselves, and we can't do that without one another. Just like our family shaped us and still do, the family of God can shape us in the best ways. So our communities and relationships are vital and powerful to help us be everything we've been created to be, and we have to stop being so isolated and alone. I just heard on a podcast that loneliness is equivalent, is loneliness is as detrimental to our health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's a silent killer. We're not made to be alone. And God said that after he created the first human, and it's still true. Yeah, true. So if we're to experience the tremendous, unbelievable goodness of God and transform to be more like him, we have to be together. So church, what are we going to do? It's not to Paul or Bob or Chris or whoever's up here, because we have been created to do this. I think it's a question worth asking tonight. And so when you go away from this place, or maybe even at dinner, consider, could you invite others from your family or your neighborhood or your work or some hobby group to do more with you, to be in community, to live out who you are with them living out who they are? What about hobbies that you like to engage in? Or maybe you've put aside some hobbies and you could revive those and have others do those with you. A friend of mine started what-if groups in her neighborhood, and she has women from her neighborhood come in and dream again. What if? I have another friend who lost her husband. She loves horses, and she loves widows and orphans. And so she invites those who have experienced loss to sit in a circle in the round pen with the horses and work through the grieving process. She gives them a future and a hope in Jesus. Tom has been part of a deep dive, no uh, BS men's group, that's belief systems, <laughs> no bad belief systems for years. Paula and Chris announced last week and this week that they're continuing to work on marriage and relationship. Bob has a men's group, Janet has a women's group, maybe some of you have other groups that these sitting in these chairs this week and others don't know about that you could invite. We're part of this group inviting business owners to be human and to live in community. Because I believe that it's only in community we can be transformed. I didn't need to just read the book to know that. I think God spoke to me about that a long time ago when I was born into a family. You are the manifestation of his goodness. You guys, we are the manifestation of the goodness of God in the world. We just don't act like it sometimes. 
So where will you make a difference? I mean, this is one of the loneliest seasons of the year for people. I've experienced myself because my family's changing and my family's at aught with one another and I can't fix it. They've got to work it out. And so it's, it meant my daughter didn't come to Thanksgiving. Broke my heart. And so there are many others that are carrying those same kind of disconnection, loneliness issues in their lives. But we can make a difference because we don't need extra training to love people. Like maybe you need some skills, get with each other and work that out if you need to. But if we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, I remember the woman at Bethel that, own, that owns Westside Pizza, and she got up, I don't know if you know Westside Pizza's, the pizza's the place people go to get healed of gluten and celiac disease. They go eat pizza and they get healed. And when she got up there, she kept saying, your Holy Spirit is ready to go to work for you, not the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit. So your Holy Spirit is ready to help you love people well. You just need the desire. And as his kid, he's going to show up. He's going to help you know what to do. He's living through you. You just need to be available. You need to listen to the nudge when it's there. For only together can we change the world. Only together can we bring the fullness of God. It's Christmas. We celebrate the birth date of Jesus. God sent a son to bring the goodness to all of us. He did it through a baby who was born into a family. That baby was really clear about his identity. Then he picked 12 other people in community who were a mess to do it with. And he was really close to a couple. Right? He's our model of sustainable transformation in the goodness of God. So, you want more goodness to prevail in the world? That's a real question. Yeah. Yes? Then be you. Live that out with other people and go really deep with one or two and invite others to do the same with you. Because if we do this, we just might actually make a difference forever. Merry Christmas. <laughs>